the Florida Gators added to their coaching staff. Could they be adding to their QB room? And we'll recap Saturday's game for the Gators versus South Florida only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. Happy Monday. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of Whole9Sports.com where you can find all of my written work getting right into it. The Florida Gators, from pretty much early Friday morning, maybe Thursday night, had um had a fun time hiring their coaching staff or adding, adding support staff. Really, uh, they added Katie Turner was the big name that they added. She was the assistant AD of recruiting strategy. Now stole her from Georgia, which made it so much sweeter. She's been very highly respected, regarded, and touted. It's fantastic. She's going to be big here. Like, do you want to know how great she is? She left, and Georgia fans almost instantly, like immediately, started just bashing her on social media. Not saying she was overrated. Not saying she was bad. Not being like, well, good luck sucking there. No, mad that she would leave them during the heat of recruiting season. Uh, that That's what they're upset about, which to me is just like, that's fantastic, because there are so many times where a player leaves a school or a staff member leaves a staff. And it's just like, they suck. They were never that good to begin with. But instead of that with Katie Turner, Georgia fans are pissed that she came to Gainesville. She was obviously a big part of the big part behind the scenes recruiting and making these recruiting classes at Georgia that we've all praised Kirby smart and his staff for. They did a fantastic job recruiting. Katie Turner has been a big part of that. She's been talked up a ton since leaving. She's been talked up a ton from Georgia media. She'll be huge in helping this Gator staff bring in talent because, you know, like Billy Napier said, it's a talent acquisition business. That's not just how he's approaching building this roster. That's how he's approaching building this coaching staff and this support staff. And Katie Turner is going to be a cornerstone for the Florida Gators, this is this is a destination job here. So hopefully Katie Turner stays. She's also a New York native, so that's dope for me at least. Um, Nick McDonald is the next person to talk about, a personnel analyst of the offense. I'm pretty excited for this hire. Um, he is or was a recruiting specialist at Alabama from 2015 to 2018. Then he joined Billy Napier at Louisiana uh, as, the quali- as a quality control coach of personnel and he is apparently a huge part of or a huge reason that those Louisiana recruiting classes were so dominant because of course in 2019 and 2020 so besides Billy Napier's first year they were number one and number one in the Sun Belt Conference so just fantastic job Nick McDonald coming I genuinely I'm not done talking about the hires yet I was going to talk about this at the end of this segment but I am so happy that Billy Napier is bringing over so many people from Louisiana uh, because as in the university, not the state um, because I feel like Billy Napier was there long enough to be like, Hey, like these are the people 
that are productive. These are the people that are effective. And these are the people that will get me who I need. So I genuinely enjoy that Billy Napier is bringing over the people that he knows will be productive and effective and helpful in building these recruiting classes at Florida because it's been a while since we've had a legitimately great recruiting class. So I, I like that he's bringing over the people that help. It sucks for Louisiana that they're losing these, this many talented recruiters, but that's what happens when you're a G5 dealing with your coach moving to a P5. So it's understandable. It sucks for them, but at the same time, I'm very excited. I do have some slight concerns that I'll rein in for this episode. Not really the time to talk about it right now, but I do have some slight concerns about you weren't competing necessarily with the top flight programs for recruiting when you were recruiting at Louisiana. So now you have to convince all these guys that you can beat these top flight programs like Georgia, like Alabama, like Clemson in the South, and make them come to Florida instead. So that's where things get a little tricky with recruiting, but he's bringing in people that he knows has the talent to recruit and can develop and be fantastic recruiters. So I'm excited for that. Next up is Jacob LaFrance, who will be the director of player personnel. Jacob LaFrance, he's, he's been recruiting for a while. Uh, he was with LSU from 2009 to 2014 as a personnel assistant, and he's been regarded as a very good recruiter. Uh, he was a recruiting analyst at Maryland in 2014 and 2015. He spent 2016 through 2019 at UTSA, so that's University of Texas at San Antonio, who just had a monster year with a lot of the players that contributed to this monster year. Coming from those recruiting classes while Jacob LaFrance was there, obviously not saying he built those recruiting classes, but he was there and he contributed to helping them. And then he worked with Billy Napier at Louisiana. And now he is, of course, with Florida as the director of player personnel. So I'm very excited for these hires. I think Billy Napier is doing a fantastic job of bringing in people that he knows and people that he knows will be effective. And Jacob LaFrance is someone who's got a lot of experience. He's now coming up on 13 years on a college coaching staff or a college support staff, whatever you want to call it. He's coming up on 13 years now. And Billy Nabier using that $5 million for a support staff very wisely. And the last hire to talk about today is Doug Domingue. He is the Director of Recruiting Innovation. And he is damn good with social media content. He was the Senior Director of Digital Strategy at Louisiana. And if you want to talk about that, you can talk about, you know, before... All right, when Billy Napier got hired at Florida, he still had to coach the Sun Belt Championship at Louisiana. And that week, there were videos coming out from Louisiana. Billy Napier was tweeting them out, all this stuff. And it was like hype videos and just, just great videos with the sick angles coming up and just pointing up. And it was great stuff. You know, everything was going to build the vibe. It built the energy. That was Doug Dominguez. So that's why I am stoked because this is already a good social media team or at least i think it was already a good social media team i love how they handled national signing day with the jordan brand and the name and quotes and and, and rolling everything through making it seem very uh very prestigious because of course it is prestigious to come to the university of florida so i really like how the social media staff handled things but adding in doug Dominguez is going to be huge for this team to be that much better on socials. And I realize that a lot of people don't care about socials, but if you have a great social media team, that is one way to get your university's name out there and intrigue other people, especially with NIL, where you look at these kids and it's like, well, I need to make money somewhere. And it's like, well, guess what? This school can recruit you. This school can promote you and endorse you and get your name out there more. And Florida already has the Gator Collective, too, for NIL. So 
Florida's already ahead of the curve for every school around. So there's great, there's just great um, potential with Florida. Doug Namigay, he does a great job with socials and video work, and he's going to certainly help out for that. So I am incredibly excited for how this is all going to work out. And I love the coaching staff that Billy Napier, I'm sorry, I love the army that Billy Napier is building in Gainesville. All right, college football fanatics, have you heard about prize picks? Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love it. And I know you will too. PrizePix offers every sport you can think of. I'm talking NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. PrizePix offers more college football props than anyone in the world. And you really got to take advantage of it for the next couple of weeks because it's bowl season and bowl games are ending. Imagine missing out on that Western Kentucky versus App State game with Bailey Zappi just throwing for a thousand yards. Okay. It was like 430, which by the way, how did he get screwed out of the record or the 6,000 yard mark? Whatever. But you could have bet on that prize picks. You could have bet the over and you could have made yourself a lot of money. Just betting on the over in everything in that game. You could take the over on LeBron rebounds and the under on Mahomes interceptions in this same entry with the mixed sport entries that prize picks offers. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. And I'm going to talk for a second, or not a second, a segment, really. I don't know why I said a second. That was dumb. But I'm going to talk about it for a second. Uh, transfer portal quarterbacks, because this is something that it, it's kind of been built up a little bit with Florida. Uh, I get it that, you know, uh, Nick Evers, he, he didn't want to come reportedly because Billy Napier was like, hey, like we're bringing in other QBs. Uh, and I guess that wasn't originally the plan or that wasn't his understanding of the situation, whatever it is. Um, but Florida's been, I don't want to say active recruiting transfer portal players, but uh, rumored to be pretty active recruiting transfer portal players. We know that they offered at least one quarterback. I'm going to mention two here. Um, I think they offered the other one. But I'll talk about the other one now then. Uh, Keaton Slovis, he was a three-star quarterback that started at USC for three years. And this past year wasn't great. You know, he's dealt with injuries since his time, and he's dealt with just horrible coaching and stuff like that. But uh, I don't know how likely it is that Keaton Slovis comes to Gainesville. Uh, because, I mean, I, I'll say, I've been told that Florida and Billy Napier have been pushing hard for Keaton Slovis to come to Gainesville. That's what I've been told. Uh, I reached out to someone who might've been able to help, but they were like, Hey, I can't, I can't right now. Um, as in they can't talk about it. So I was like, okay, cool. That's fun. Whatever. Um, I don't think it'll happen though. And the reason I don't think it'll happen is because I feel like when you look at these transfer players where Keaton Slovis is someone where we are like, Oh, um, he, he could be an NFL quarterback. He could be in the draft this coming year. Prior to the season, we were talking about him being in the draft this coming year, as in the draft that's happening in just a few months from now. But I, I don't think that – I think for that reason he won't come to Gainesville because obviously he's not going into the draft this year. But I think he's looking for a spot where he's going to start right away and where he's going to be a good scheme fit. And I don't think he'd be a bad scheme fit with Florida, which again, we will get to, <laughs> we, we will talk about that after the bowl game and everything. We'll, we'll break down tape and we'll get into it that way. But uh, I, I think that 
Keenan Silvis or most transfer quarterbacks are looking for spots they could start right away because, of course, they're now eligible immediately with the new transfer portal rules. So I think that Keenan Silvis and other transfer portal quarterbacks will look for spots where they could play right away. And I don't think they're looking for spots where they've got to go through this intense quarterback battle like I think it will be in Gainesville. I think that Keenan Silvis will look for jobs where, you know, there's quarterbacks there, but they're not quarterbacks that are better than him or even on his level. And I think Anthony Richardson might be better than him. And I know he's on the same level and he could offer more with his legs. So I don't think Keaton Slovis comes to Gainesville. If he does, that'd be great because it's great competition. It's it's having an NFL quarterback that you're adding to your roster right here or a future NFL quarterback that you're adding to your roster right here. But I don't think he comes because I think he's looking for a spot where it's going to be uh, the path of less resistance for him to get a starting role and get to the NFL after maybe a year in his new place. And also, I think that there's a better place for him to go. And I realize that this isn't, you know, uh, this, this, this is locked on Gators, but there's interest for Keaton Slovis to go to Auburn. I think that's where he winds up, especially Bo Nix has entered the transfer portal. So Bo Nix is gone from Auburn. TJ Finley, I've said, I don't think he's good. I, I, I didn't think he was good at LSU. I don't think he's good at Auburn. And I, I won't think he's good until he actually gets good. So Keaton Slovis could come in. And to me, he's significantly better than TJ Finley immediately. Austin Davis was the Seattle Seahawks quarterbacks coach. And now he is leaving or left to become the offensive coordinator at Auburn. And he is reportedly a big fan of Keaton Slovis and what he can do. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if Austin Davis calls up Keaton Slovis and he's like, hey man, like I'm the new OC at Auburn. The job's yours. We we love your fit in this system. We love what you can do. Come on through. And Keaton Slovis, I could easily see going. So I think Keaton Silvis will be in the SEC. I don't think he'll be a Florida Gator. I think he'll be an Auburn Tiger. So I wouldn't get my hopes up. Again, this this has nothing to do with the person I reached out to. They were like, like I said, they said they couldn't tell me anything right now until anything's finalized or whatever. But that that this is where we're at. Um, the other quarterback is Jack Miller the third, which by the way, instantly love him because uh, he's got numerals at the end of his name, and I think those are dope. So. That's that's where I'm at with that. But uh, Jack Miller III was a five-star quarterback in high school. Suffered an injury and dropped to a four-star quarterback out of Arizona. Uh, then he went to Ohio State for two years. His first year, he had no pass attempts, two carries, 23 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, and then this past year, I think he went, I think he went seven for 14. I know he completed 50% of his passes. Um, and that, that's about all I remember off the top of my head about his stats. I remember he completed 50% of his passes. Um, and he entered the transfer portal uh, about about a month ago. I want to say he was one of the earlier enter, uh, transfer portal entries. Um, I think he's much more likely to come to Florida than Keaton Slovis. I know for a fact that Jack Miller has been offered a scholarship by Florida. Uh, so I, I think that, you know, we know Billy Napier is interested. We know Florida is interested and I think Jack Miller is much more likely to come to Gainesville because I spoke about with transfer portal quarterbacks, you know, usually they're not trying to sit. They're not trying to do whatever. CJ Stroud is going to be an NFL quarterback in a couple of years. Anthony Richardson will be an NFL quarterback. I think after this coming season, he will leave and go to the NFL. So that's why I think that, Hey, Jack Miller, you could step in and you, you won't play immediately, but you can get a year in the system 
You've got, uh, I want to say Jack Miller has three years of eligibility remaining. So if you burn one of those years as a backup, you can then get one or two years as a starter in the system and be an NFL quarterback in a couple of years. I, I think the system is, um, I want to say quarterback friendly, just from watching Louisiana and obviously like doing a little bit of a uh, dive into it. I want to say it's pretty quarterback friendly. It's not, uh, it's not asking him to do a ton that would put him in uncomfortable situations. You don't need to be able to run to be a quarterback in this system. So Jack Miller, not super athletic, won't be an issue. And that's another thing with both of these quarterbacks. They are both pocket passing types where Miller is more capable of making plays with his legs, but neither of them want to build their system and build their offense around it. They don't want to be that style of quarterback, which is fine. But I think Jack Miller III is a better fit, and I think that Anthony Richardson's mobility is a reason that he he blow both of them out of the water in a quarterback battle. So I wouldn't be shocked if Jack Miller came to Gainesville. I would be shocked if Keaton Slovis came here. I would be shocked. I'd be pretty shocked if Keaton Slovis went anywhere but Auburn at this point. Anybody else make money this weekend? I know I did, and then I lost it. So I net not great. Um, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Obviously, Florida, whole lot of wrenches into my plans. And I will be completely honest with you because I believe in transparency. I bet against Florida this weekend. Uh, just that South Florida recovered the spread and I hit it. So I think I'm just going to start. I, I usually just go Florida's going to cover. Florida's going to cover if they're, uh, if they're underdogs, you just better the win out, right? Um, I, I'm just going to start betting with my brain here and not just my heart. I love you, Florida, but. You hurt my wallet way too much. BetOnline covers award shows, TV shows, reality TV, the Brazilian election on October 2nd, 2022, if you want, with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your Online sportsbook experts, make sure to use promo code locked on. That's L O C K E D, no space. O N. Have y'all tried Bill Bar Puffs? I had one earlier today because I was just like, you know what? I want something sweet, but I'm not trying to have like sugar filled stuff. Uh, so I had a Bill Bar Puffs. You know, it's, it's, it's like I, I love them. Be chocolates, what I had today. I'm phenomenal. I almost threw an F bomb in there and had to change it to phenomenal, but whew. Built Bar is the best protein bar on the market if you're trying to eat clean, but you've got a sweet tooth like me. That is no longer a problem. Built Bar is your low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and most importantly, high-fiber solution. You can even enjoy Built Bar if you're keto. Remember to use promo code LOCKED15, that is L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off of your next order at Built or BuiltBar.com. Now we're going to take a look at the Gators versus South Florida Bulls review for men's basketball from Saturday. Uh, it was it was a fun game. The Gators are now 8-3. They beat the now 4-5 South Florida Bulls. The Florida Gators scored more points on Saturday than any other opponent had against South Florida all season. And I think that's really a testament to how good South Florida is defensively because they only allowed 66 points. They haven't allowed a 70-point game yet this year, and 66 is the most in nine games. I realize it's just nine games, but that's pretty damn good to only allow 66 points as the highest amount of points you've allowed 
in a nine game stretch. So that's fantastic. It was a 66 to 55 win for the Florida Gators. One of the better defensive games for the Gators. The first half is what really set this game up because I mean, in the second half, South Florida outscored Florida by one, but still South Florida outscored Florida, but Florida in the first half outscored South Florida 30 to 18. So at halftime, the score was 30 to 18 in favor of the Gators and Boardman gets paid because Florida, I know that I have been critical of you because of games like the Texas Southern game where you got bullied on the boards. But this was a game where Florida showed up and showed out on the boards. They out-rebounded the South Florida Bulls 45-27. to Flanders Fleming Jr. came off the bench and really reined in his shot selection. I, I would love it if he kept coming off the bench. I think he'd be great juice off the bench. Um, but he really reined in his shot selection. And in the sense of he not only took less shots, but he took smarter shots. And that was great because he's been a big part of the offense. We just need him to continue to be more consistent and stop shooting us in the foot as often as he has. Speaking of shooting us in the foot, Myron Jones continues to struggle. And he needs, I, I would I would not mind seeing him, you know, take a seat on the bench for a couple weeks. And maybe, or maybe not a couple weeks, maybe a couple games. And, you know, let, let him get his bearings. Let him get his ground because he shot on Saturday three for 13 from the field and one for seven from three, which is, that is, it, it's bad because that's supposed to be his thing. That's what he's supposed to be really good at. He shot three for 13 from the field and one for seven from three. That means he's shooting just 37% on the year from the field and just 30% from three this year. And in the past two games, so the South Florida game and then on Sunday, the Mar- last Sunday, the Maryland game, he is a combined four for 21 shooting from the field and two for 12 from three. I know I've given uh, Flanger Slumming a lot of flack, but my word, Myron Jones, you've got to clean it up because you cannot keep playing significant minutes if you're going to keep shooting that piss poor shooting percentage. And when we get to SEC play that's intense, you, you got to clean it up. Tyree Appleby also had a rough shooting night. He was he was a starter in this game. And here's the thing when we look at this game as a whole. Florida had a bad offensive game. I don't care how you put it. They had a bad offensive game. That's just a fact. They shot 39% from the field, which is bad. They shot 31% from the field, which is bad. The only thing that they shot well from was the free throw line, where they shot 80% from the free throw line. So good job. That, good on you. But if they didn't dominate on the rebounds as well as they did, specifically just like, um, I want to say defensive rebounding, you know, b- boxing out was big for them. But if they didn't dominate on the boards the way that they did, they probably lose this game. They, they do. That's, that's, I think that's, that. obviously, that's my opinion. But the fact, that they, the fact is that they had a bad shooting game and they had a bad offensive game. They also had 17 turnovers. So it was a bad offensive game. If they don't dominate on the boards the way that they did, that's probably a loss. I get it. They won by 11. But they also out-rebounded the other team by 18. Almost doubled their opponents. So it, it, it's something where you look at it and it's like, yeah, like if they don't rebound as well as they did, that's probably a loss. And we could be talking about Mike White not having a job anymore. Uh, I think he should be on the very hot seat. So it was a good one. The defense was phenomenal. They held South Florida to two for 11 from three. And I get it. I've said South Florida is not a good three-point shooting team. That, that's a fact. But they held them to two for 11 from three. And if it weren't for the 17 turnovers, 
obviously I realize I'm, I'm throwing a lot of hypotheticals at you. I'm like, if they shot worse, if they didn't rebound as well, if they didn't, you know, turn the ball over so much, then obviously like I brought that up because they had 17 turnovers. South Florida had, I think 12 fast break points. So if they don't leave so many fast break points there and they don't hand so many fast break points to South Florida, defense looks even better statistically. The score looks even better in Florida's favor. Maybe they cover the spread. They didn't. The spread was 16 and a half. They won by 11. So it was still a big win, but they didn't cover the spread, which is fine for me. So I bet that they wouldn't. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it was a lot of hypotheticals I'm throwing at you, but the team has to continue dominating on the rebounds. They have to get better at shooting. They have to turn the ball over less. Their defense is there. I genuinely think this defense is great. It's just like it breaks down every now and then. It's the opposite of bend, don't break. It's break, don't bend. It, it, it's it's confusing. It's heartbreaking sometimes. Um, the Gators take on Stony Brook this Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. We'll talk about that later. We'll talk about women's basketball this week too. So get excited for it. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss out tomorrow as we'll, of course, keep up with the latest on the Florida Gators football team. Now make your second listen, Lockdown Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Lockdown Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of of wholenonesports.com, where you find all of my written work. That is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E sports. And I will see you all tomorrow.